please join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. Tone. Broadway all day, coming through your doorway, giving you the raw from Northwest to Norway. Penetrate mine, baby, this is foreplay. Giving out jewels and gems to get a saw pain. Run the shop with hot takes and ball phase. Jameson shots to shape them up and get your shit straight. We can talk tech, politics, sports, soulmate. I ain't here to talk about your homeboy mixtape. We just try to get great. Keep it up, no breaks. Where I'm from, whole weight, D.C., no state. Shout out to everybody showing love it anyway. Turn it up and tune it in. Thanks for listening to Black Broadway. Uh, Black Broadway. Uh, yeah, do this all day. Yeah, we do this all day. Hey, once again, Black Broadway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you <laughs> fucked it up. You fucked up. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. God damn it, we're doing it live, y'all. We are back once again. Black Broadway Podcast. Yo, thanks to everybody checking in on the Instagram live feed, man. Thank you for everybody who's been listening and tuning in and shouting us out, man. For real, I so much appreciate it. Appreciate all our new followers on SoundCloud, all our new followers on uh, subscribers, should I say, on iTunes, yo. Welcome. Thank y'all. Welcome, man. Thank y'all for appreciating the show. We're going to have some fun, man. We're going to get this shit cracking, yo. This, I'm calling this right here the definitive fuck Donald Trump episode. Yo. Like, this is it. Like, we're going to talk about Trump on the eve of this fake-ass inauguration, and we're going to get all of our frustration out. And not only get our frustration out, but we're going to talk about what it is to do next. What's coming next, y'all? Because it's so many things that are really about to happen. A lot of people are trying to normalize this and say, yo, it's just another shitty president or whatever, whatever. No. This is some real life dangerous shit that we got going on. And I have with me my client, my, not my client, my colleague, excuse me, my colleague, my brother. You might have heard him before on the Primary Colors episode. Go back in your Black Broadway vault. Gerald Dixon. Brother He's in Gerald. the building, brother Gerald. And I got Geronimo back one more time again, yo. Hey, I appreciate you coming back and showing love on the podcast. Come through. Kick it with us. You know, we like to have this as an open discussion. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of us, not only in D.C., but all across the world that share this same perspective and share this same thoughtfulness. You know what I'm saying? We are, like, we have fun. People we bullshit. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, man, we care. You know what I'm saying? And we're trying to really do something. And we're trying to, like, bring some information to the masses. So, Absolutely. you know, it's just great to have this platform. It's great to have y'all joining me once again. It's a pleasure. Hey, yo, I'm loving it. Before I even get started... I got to talk about my background right here. Y'all can probably see I got the dope Shepard Fairley pieces right now. We the people who defend dignity. Shepard Fairley did the posters for Obama's original the inauguration, the Hope poster, you know, the iconic Hope poster. Shepard Fairley of Obey clothing brand was actually the artist behind that iconic imagery. And, you know, of course, Trump going to try to, you know, get himself some iconic imagery, but Shepard wasn't going. He decided that this is what he was going to do. Representative of the people, the women, the people of color, all the people that feel like, you know, left out and disadvantaged and all that. Hey, shout out there. Yo, back! Okay. The open discussion grows. Now now, now it's a party. Yo, back with her foolishness. We're here now, yo. But yo, 
Do your thing. But yo, Shepard Fairley came through the DC. Don't worry about it. He came through the city and dropped off a few pieces at my homeboys at Commonwealth um, Clothing Store, which is on first, on Florida Avenue Northwest. Shout out to Omar, Roland, Steve, the Jerome, whole the whole Commonwealth. That's Absolutely. the gang, man. And thank y'all so much for hitting me off with these beautiful pieces of art. I'm glad I could get some for the shop so you guys can have something to take thank home. You. And if you guys want to get some, you got to do it tomorrow. I mean, you know, the day before inauguration or Absolutely. maybe inauguration day. Time is winding down. Time is winding down, yo, because you're going to want these. Like, this is like that iconic imagery that's going to help you remember. It wasn't all the fuck that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put mine on a stick. Hey, there you go. Uh -huh. And March was mine. If you're anywhere in the D.C. area on Friday morning, grab a copy of the Washington Post. They're going to have tearaways. Okay. These available. Okay. So They won't be on this high-quality poster well, board. But it'll be, it'll be a collector's item. Well, I'm going to take mine off my marching stick. I'm going to frame it. Absolutely. It you know what I'm saying? Don't put too much staples in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little double side. Don't beat nobody the over the hand. <laughs> I'm hoping not to have to. I'm hoping That's not to have really what we're trying to avoid out yes. here, y'all. But, yo, man, like I said, man, everybody on, from the last episode, I got to mention this. Danielle, who's back in the building. Sanaa, Geronimo, thank y'all so much for participating in the last episode. We had a blast. Everybody that listened, thank y'all so much for listening. Yo, you could tell we had a blast. We had fun. That's all people have been saying to me. Like, sound like y'all had mad fun in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shouts to Jameson. You know what I'm saying? And we back. You it know what I'm saying? It works if you work it. It works if you fucking work it. You know what I mean? For real, yo. Oh, I got to shout out one of the big cities, too, that's been clocking in. Gerald just, what, how do you say it? How do you say it? It is pronounced Honeyoy Falls. Honeyoy Falls, New York. That's upstate New York. That is upstate New York. Shout out to everybody in Honeyoy Falls, man. Shout out to everybody man. in Honeyoy Falls. Y'all been checking it. Y'all got bad listens. Shout out to all of upstate. Shout hey. out to... Brighton, Pittsburgh, Pinfield. Can't forget your city. Cataragas, Rochester, Rochester Buffalo, Rock. Syracuse, you know what I'm Aurora. <laughs> all the upstate New York. The, upstate the Finger Lakes. York, all the Finger Lakes, Binghamton, all that. <laughs> we out here, yo. But thank y'all so much because y'all been checking in big on SoundCloud. I see the numbers. I'm going to shout the number one city out every time, every week, yo, Honey for Oye real. Falls. Honey Oye Falls. Shout Never even knew where Honey Oye Falls was. So I had to, you know. I was glad to be here to be able to give you a little landscape Cheers. idea of what Honey Oye Falls looks like. Absolutely. It's we made it, yo, for so. real. So here we go, man. Like, yo, all of y'all are lit, man. I appreciate y'all. So before we get into this definitive fuck Donald Trump episode, like, there's been a couple of little things going on. And, gee, I know you could discuss this. You know where I'm going, yo. You got some housekeeping? Nah, well, not even ho podcast housekeeping. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The podcast community. Oh, do tell. Man. The podcast community <laughs> took a little bit of an L this week. You know what oh, I'm saying? Because I, I got mad homies, right? A lot of homies who like to listen to this podcast by this guy named Taxto. He's okay. from Brooklyn. Okay. He talks a lot of shit. Okay. But, you know... It, it's in, a, it's in a vein where, you know, street dudes, street niggas, we can relate. We right. understand right. what Tax Stone is saying. And he's kind of trying to, like, move the culture in that sense of, like, people being super real and super okay. blunt and okay. shit like that, right? Okay. But, of course, you know. It comes being, off to people. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's a little bit of an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, much, yeah. so at the end of the day, like, he relishes in that role, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, this week. He was one of his main targets on his podcast when he first started out was this uh, Troy Ave. You familiar yeah, with Troy yeah, Ave, yeah, the yeah, rapper Troy Ave? 
So one of his, that was one of his main targets on his podcast when he first started out. He talked just wild shit about Troy Ave, just slander Troy Ave like for at least twenty minutes every episode, right? They were just whatever. Famous. Like he's a fake nigga. Yeah. He's not from Troy Ave. He don't sell no drugs. Okay, ooh, okay. Ooh, blah blah blah. Right? Studio gangster. Studio gangster. That's what okay. Tax was saying about homie. And I'm right. like, man, at the end of the day, you know, both of y'all niggas might be studio gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Because you on a whole podcast mm-hmm. talking shit. If you really had beef, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Yeah. So you know. And and street nigga and keeping in line with street nigga ethics, this is what happened. He had Troy Ave was at a concert in Urban Plaza. I know you might have heard of this a little while ago. It was a Ti concert. Okay. And he got he he was getting shot at. Okay. And he's on video shooting a gun. He and just got sent to some to some time for that, right? Well, no, he's still on trial for that. He's still okay. under investigation for okay. that. He got arrested for that okay. because he was the only guy on camera shooting the gun. Okay. So they saw him on a surveillance camera shooting the gun. Unfortunately, one of his homies, his bodyguard, or one of his homies, whatever, mm-hmm. got killed in this whole incident, and another mm-hmm. young lady got shot. Mm-hmm. And this is in Urban Plaza, like Midtown New York. This it's middle of New York City. You know what I'm saying? Middle of New York City. This type of shit that's not supposed to be happening in the middle of New York City. And the NYPD was very aggressive about Absolutely. like finding out who did what and what, what happened, right? Okay. So, you know, this laid for a while. And all this time, after this incident, it was very, it was weird to me. And I know you listen to the podcast, too. I listen, yo. Tax, I be listening to your show. Fuck that shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I smoke a J, listen to Tax. I might laugh. I might be like, fuck this nigga. But, you know, I listen. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm listening to the show. And, you know, I'm noticing after that whole incident, he didn't have nothing to say about Troy Ave. Like, this man went from being the number one target of his slander mm-hmm. to non-existent. And, and it wasn't like that. He's, Troy Ave is still doing dumb shit. Putting out sex tapes and making whack-ass songs <laughs> and making whack videos. Real Look, whack videos. Let me put on record. Oh, Troy Ave is whack. Troy so, is whack <laughs> I'm on record as saying that. I don't fuck with Troy Ave. Like, I don't like his music. All About the Money had like a strong week with me. You know what I'm saying? Who I was rocking with Which it, but kind of makes me think maybe Troy Ave really is a a, a, a street nigga because a lot of street dudes just can't. I mean, what is a street dude like? You from the street, so what? Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he might have he might have done he might be better at doing what he rapped about than mm. actually rapping. There's a okay. lot now. Of there's a discussion to be had. Okay, there's a lot of guys who were like better at doing what they said they did than actually rapping. Rap. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes me think most successful rappers. Yeah, like 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 Pee Wee Longway. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's he's serving bells. Like, you know what I'm saying? Juice Man is getting it gone. But anyway, Tax had this confrontation with Troy Ave, right? Or he was there. Everybody mm-hmm. knew he was there. Mm-hmm. And after the whole shit happened, like it wasn't nothing else to say. On MLK Day, and I gotta say this, because this is some real shit. I too know the pain of being locked up on MLK Day. Yeah. That shit is whack, yo. And Christmas. And all of you and know what I'm saying? Like, yo, they lock you up on MLK Day. You ain't going to see a judge, a commissioner, none of that shit until the holiday over. Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? So I don't never want to see another brother in jail. I don't never want to see nobody incarcerated or in the, in the grips of the criminal justice system, especially on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s observed birthday or True. holiday or whatever. True. So I ain't like that shit, but... When it, when it came all out, it was like, look, the federal government, the feds, came and got this man mm-hmm. 
They got DNA. They got his DNA on the gun mm -hmm. that Troy Ave was shooting, allegedly. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the facts, but we're going to just go throwing allegedly behind it. They allegedly have his DNA on the gun that was being fired, and that gun that was being fired was actually the weapon that killed the dude who got killed. Mm -hmm. So now you're in the, in the box for, like, an attempted murder. Yes. And you're a felon, which you're so fond of reminding us. You know and what I'm saying? You love to tell yes. us yes. how much you've every, been to jail every, and shit. Every. So you're a felon, and you got a gun. So that's automatically an L if you a dude who's been to jail and you know what the fuck is up. That's an automatic L. So right now, it's not looking good for homie. And I'm going to just say this, and then I'm off it. Yo, you can't invite that kind of energy into your life, yo, because that shit will fuck you up. And it'll come revisit you. And now here we are, years later, oh, not even years later, several months later. And it was fun and games while you were slandering the man on your podcast. But now... You fucking locked up and you got a beef, you know what I'm saying? So I wish the best for you, you know what I'm saying? I don't, like I said, I don't want to ever see nobody locked up. But I know you talk a lot of shit about DC niggas and the feds and you got a fed charge now. Have fun with that. You know what I'm saying? This is all the shit that in a bad way, you invited this shit into your life, B. So the podcast is over. Ah, uh, yeah. Today is the day he drops. Look, like, we record on Wednesdays. He drops on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. So, it wasn't no podcast today. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no new episode today. So, here we are. You know what I'm saying? Taxes. I, he's out on bail, I believe. His bail was like 500000 So, that's like 50 stacks, mm -hmm. which is like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know who what? up the 50 stacks for him or if he got it. I don't, I'm glad you got it. I'm glad, glad you out. But... Well, I know his lawyer is uh, Kenneth Montgomery, who I enjoy. Every episode of his podcast that he's had Kenneth Montgomery on, he's a great guy. And I, we're actually going to talk about him a little bit later okay. because he has a lot of things to say. His perspective about this whole Trump situation mm -hmm. is a lot similar to mine's. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about this whole thing with him and like just that perspective a little bit later. But back to tax, like that's his lawyer. And that dude is actually known for like, you know, Having the perspective of like, yo, if you did this shit, don't let the government fry you and give you, you know, 50 years and right. shit. Because He's the same guy that represented uh, Bobby, Bobby Schmurter. Yeah. Right. Okay. So okay. it's like, yo, take this plea and, and go ahead and lay down for whatever the amount of time is that you're supposed to lay down. Because at the end of the day, the federal government, when they come get you, and we all know, when the feds come, they got you. They yeah. not coming with bullshit. They, they're, they're they're conviction, seen, come their conviction rate... It's like 90-something percent. It's 90-something yeah, percent. I, I, I've seen them come, like, literally sat in the courtroom. A friend of mine, her whole family. Mm -hmm. Like, I watched this happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, they, they don't... They fans don't, even, don't play. They don't even have the bread to, to fight. Right. Nobody does. Nobody <laughs> they does. They have unlimited resources. Unlimited resources. And the only way that the fans will let you cook or let you slide is if you got mad resources, too. And they're just like, you know what? We don't feel like fighting you for X, Y, Z amount of years. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to do this amount of time because we got you. Which so you're going to plead to this and which, that's that. Which is why, as it relates to our current morass, when people have in the past questioned how much authority the president has or how much authority the federal government has, mm -hmm. as we look forward from a situation like this gentleman's situation mm -hmm. to how much discretionary prosecutorial power the federal government, government has. can bring to bear on people. Exactly. And having a president elect mm -hmm. who seems to be willing 
to use to, it to, to the maximum. That power yeah, to the max. In a way that is, in and of itself, discretionary, yep. uh, uh, discriminatory. If I could, before we start this whole conversation off, just to tell you all a small story about mm-hmm. why we should be concerned about this level of power and what it could represent in all of our lives here very shortly, mm-hmm. is a couple of weeks ago, uh, there's a gentleman who wrote a biography about Donald Trump. Right. He was playing golf at Mar-a-Lago Golf Course. And Trump had him kicked off the damn course. And he was, ironically enough, the foursome that he was playing golf with that day at mm-hmm. Mar-a-Lago included David Cope. Mm-hmm. We're talking, we're talking big boys. Like big boys. Yeah. Right? We're talking the dominant people out here. Real dudes. He was with David Cope mm-hmm. and two other surely billionaires or what have you, right? Who else playing golf with these four? Well... Trump comes walking across the course. Mm-hmm. They greeted him. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mr. President-elect. Congratulations. Trump was well aware of this gentleman and His was presence. unhappy with the biography that he had written several years ago about Donald Trump. I think his biography was from 2003, 2004. Yeah. I mm-hmm. But when everybody knew Trump was an asshole, he shook Donald Trump's hand. Mr. President-elect, you know, I want to congratulate you on your victory. Mm-hmm. Trump turns enters into an expletive-filled tirade. <sighs> Fuck you. You That's your president. shit. <laughs> You're not welcome here. Get uh. the fuck out of here. Security, you know, scary! You know, this type of shit. So, security comes. They escort the gentleman off the course. He tells Mr. Cope and the other two gentlemen playing, yeah, you gotta go. hey, you guys stay. I'm gonna leave. If he doesn't want me here... Mr. Cope, to his credit, uh-huh. said, well, look, we came as four. Yeah, we We're going to leave as four. You don't need that. to call security. Yeah, we going to go. We've already called for the car to be brought around to take us away from here. Right. I only tell this story as we're talking about the feds. The, the feds. <laughs> right. The level of power. And, and the, the level of petty. And, and, and the level of petty. <laughs> the level of the petty. Level of being your face, <laughs> Fuck the you. level The level of lack of decorum. Yeah. Of simple decorum. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so many people. Like, before we even go to the second half of the show, like, Obama has been doing a lot of uh, commutations and pardons mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have gotten out of jail. A lot mm-hmm. of people haven't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's interesting the people that Obama has chosen to pardon because that was one of his main issues was like nonviolent drug offenders and, mm-hmm. and, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But like there's so many people that are deserving of this and that mm-hmm. have, you know, these stripes and these blemishes and these unwieldy sentences. Mm-hmm. The next four years, this new president, none of y'all getting out. It's a wrap. Nope. All of that. You know what I'm get saying? If you ain't get out now, and, and, and with that being said, I want to send my heartfelt condolences and like keep your head up to one of my Black Broadway alumni, former guest, and just a great brother all around, Tony Lewis Jr. Mm. His pops went down in 1990-something, in the early 90s, on the Rayful Edmonds beef. Mm-hmm. His pops was Rayful Edmonds yes. co-defendant. Yes. He's doing a life sentence. Tony is a humongous community activist. He does everything out here in D.C., mainly with re-entering citizens and families of incarcerated individuals and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Those are his issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they've been trying to get his pop-up for a commutation or a pardon for a while. And, unfortunately, it didn't happen Mm -hmm. in this particular, you know, round of pardons for Mm -hmm. um, Obama. And this is the last one, so... 
you know, it's not looking good for anybody else in of that ilk Correct. getting a pardon in these next four years. So we all got to hold our heads and stay strong. And like, tax, man, this is my last words on this, yo. Man, hold your head up, man, and stop talking so fucking much, B, because like, you know, a big part of this thing is the feds are using the podcast against them. He was saying wild shit on the podcast, like, yo, nigga, when I see you, blah, blah, that's it. You know well, what I'm saying? You say that on a podcast, a nigga gets shot, all of a sudden, you're guilty. There have been, you know been a number of cases in the last few years. You were talking about Troy Ave. Right. And his lyrical content. And right. His foolishness. Rappers right. getting and jammed now, up for their lyrics. Trial. You've had a number of trials over the last mm-hmm. few years where artists words, and there's a huge, when we talk about this presidential election, when we talk about the fact that one of the consequences of it is that this incoming president is going to put a Supreme Court nominee on the bench. Right. Something that was literally right. stolen from Obama. Thank you. Right underneath all of our noses. Yo, we saw that happen. They literally told this man, you're not appointing nobody to the Supreme Court. A year out. And as these <laughs> cases, as these cases, mm-hmm. like whether or not it is appropriate or legal to use an artist's words mm-hmm. from their music right. at trial against or any them. of their art. These cases are making their way through the federal court system right now because yep. a lot of these cats, like this cat you're talking about, mm-hmm. are facing federal charges. Yep. These cases are making their way from the state and local level right. to the federal court level and potentially to the Supreme could Court. Potentially right. wind up in the Supreme Court that has been made over by Donald Trump. Right. To rule on and you know they the not fact that your care. lyrics can be used your against lyrics, you. All the shit you talk, mm-hmm. all the things you do, you got to be careful, yo. Mm-hmm. We living in a whole new world. Mm-hmm. We living in a whole different society, mm-hmm. y'all. So this is almost to say that like the statute of limitations can be rewritten. Exactly. Yes. Not not only can the statute of limitations be rewritten, Miranda laws, abortion laws, so many laws, so many things that are really important to public all of us. Accommodation public laws. accommodations. You already see how they running up, changing all the rules of federal public housing Absolutely. and all of that. Like, trust me, this shit is about to be so real. For no so many people. No, in, you can't even smoke a, a cigarette in your in, in your, your own house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of who, what government program provided it for you or what government program made that possible, this is your home. And they're going to start telling you what you can do in your home, y'all. Drug testing of food. Of, of welfare recipients. You know Drug what I'm saying? Drug testing of welfare recipients. And, we, and the point of this whole episode right now is we already seen that all of these things are happening. And this is where the thing is going. This is where it's going. Now, with this fake-ass inauguration and all of these people who are joining this man's cabinet and joining this man's staff and his his just team, his administration, period, all of these people are going to have decisions and have the power to make decisions on your life. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And we got to tell y'all what you can do in relation to that because... The shit is going to be so real. So now it's back. Oh, shit. Yo, so it's going to be so real for so many people. Yes. And there's no reason for any of us to be uninformed or unaware or to be acting like this shit is normal because it's not. Okay? And that's the second half of this show. The second half of Black Broadway Podcast is all going to be about exactly what's about to happen and what we can do as independent citizens, as people who are for progress, who, who want to take individual responsibility, who want to really make a difference. What can we do to like 
avoid like the consequences of this asshole, this orange asshole being our president, y'all, for real. It's gonna be consequences. It's gonna be consequences, yo. And Steve Harvey ain't gonna get you out of this. Steve Harvey ain't gonna save you. Kanye's not going. Jim Brown ain't going to save you. You know what I'm saying? What did, what did, Ray uh, Lewis. Doesn't Mark Lamont Hill call them a, a, a mediocre Negro? Mediocre Negroes. I like, so. I think that's what I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like that. I haven't heard that, but I like it though. Mediocre, yo. And like Steve Harvey, I don't know who said, suggested that Steve Harvey was a power broker for the black community. Like. <laughs> Exactly. And you can't even put as sad as I am to throw this name onto this heaping pile of mediocre Negroes, <laughs> I'm gonna have to put MLK the third in that. Oh man. He might be Look, he might be the most mediocre Negro. He might be the most mediocre Negro. Pops just wins spinning in the grave. He wins the Grammy for mediocre Negro. You win the Grammy. They're going to think I won the Grammy. Oh, man. Yo, man. Skirt up. Can't stand me. Yo, we can't stand you. We hate you, big. For real. And Chrisette Michelle. We don't hate you. We just disappointed you. We we really did. Is anybody in here as wow. disappointed in Chris and Michelle no. as I am? No. no. I never really like her. No. Oh man. I thought she was woke. I seen her with some fake locks in her hair last week. Is every nigga with dreads for the cause? I think she. I think she has another. I think she has another agenda. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna step back. Thirst. That chat. That's her agenda. That chat. But I think it's another agenda. Because it's like, I said the True. same thing, like, maybe Talladega College got an agenda. Yeah. You know what I mean? That maybe, check. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just come out and march in silence. Maybe they'll just was not invited to the to the fucking inauguration. Kanye. Kanye's not invited because here's the reason why though. Because it's going to be traditionally American. Right. That is what they said. What does that mean? He is a traditional That's what I'm trying to figure out. What in the entire well, fuck does that mean? Well, you mean hillbillies, you mean cowboys, yes. you mean all of the above. Perhaps I can Perhaps I can help you all. Shed some light on this. I can help you on this. What's the traditional American, Jack? The day day that Kanye went to Trump Tower. Uh Uh-huh. Now, you know me. I listen to right-wing, conservative, ultra-conservative. That's one thing I like about you. He listens to the opposition. You got to get those ass. And on the day that he went to Trump Tower, Uh if you tuned in to what their people were saying, what their people were talking about. What were they saying? Their people were saying this was actually the first disappointment that they have. (laughs) This was their first. That's hilarious. Kanye. In all all seriousness, this was the first. This was the first crack. You disappointed on both sides. Who doesn't? You disappointed on both sides. In the relationship. Who do you really stand for? And himself. Damn. The most popular, I don't even know about that anymore. the most popular <laughs> 9 p.m. radio host that night, the most popular guy in America at 9 p.m. on the radio that night. Who's that? A gentleman named Mark Levin. 
Okay. Okay. He opened his show that night. Oh, pardon me. Michael Savage. Michael Savage. Okay. This okay. This is Dr. Savage. I listen to them all. They're interchangeable. <laughs> they all but say the same he shit. He opened his show that night. He opened his show that night by playing I Am a God. The intro oh, to Famous. Oh, fuck. Oh. I wanted him to play I Am a God. He would have been a gangster if oh, he played he that. No, he went Famous. Okay. Right? I respect it. Played it all. And then after, finally, after about two minutes of it, he goes, Turn it off, turn it off. Holy shit, turn it off. It's making my head hurt. It's making my head hurt. It's making me nauseous. Fuck these right? guys. Then he commits uh-huh. to reading the lyrics to Famous verbatim off of a sheet. Uh, if this, ble- if she just bleached her asshole, and I go, oh, no, that's oh, what, what is this? What is this? My hands. Father stretched my hands, right? Yeah. So he reads the lyrics. That is one of the worst lines in the history He reads of the lyrics. He reads the lyrics, and then he goes, he goes, this Kanye West, as he pronounces his name. Kanye. Kanye is the filth of Obama's America. He is the filth that we've been treated to and that we've had shoved down our throats for eight years. And, and see, it's this concerning. is what Trump is going to bring us. See This filth, see, this filth, this man. dirt, this scum, this scum. So when you get to your question about when you get it, but when you get to your question about what is traditional America, your question was what is and what isn't traditional America. This gentleman's message to his audience that night was, this is the filth of America. Yeah, unfortunately, we that's voted, how they feel about us. We voted for Trump to restore. No, that was the filth of America. To restore anything of nothing. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is, this is what they're telling they're yeah, they're people. And so you know as we're asking each other the question their, of what is or isn't traditional America, it's against, that's the prism they see it. Right, it's against that. It's the opposite of that, yo. It's and, the opposite of that. And it's so crazy. Listen, that's they the opposition, y'all. They the ops. Word to my Chicago dudes. They the ops, all right? And we got to figure out what are we going to do against these ops, y'all. But the reason we, why these Negroes are mediocre is because even though they're viewed as the filth mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, They've still all managed to line up and do the perp walk. Exactly. And, and be down with them. Right. That's and be why they're mediocre. Because they're in solidarity with money, y'all. And we in solidarity with progress. So anybody that's down with Black Broadway, anybody that listens to this show, anybody that feels or shares some of these opinions that we have, you know, I don't want you to have all my opinions because you're not me. But at the end of the day, we, we can all, you know, we can have fine common ground. And those of us that have common ground on this particular level, we gotta organize. We gotta solidify Absolutely. our coalition. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, right, protesting ain't the wave. They don't give a shit about our signs. They don't give a shit about us. They going. They got batons. They got water cannons. They got bear cats. They got anything and everything that they need in order to suppress. Right, that money. You know what I'm saying? So well, we as gonna we have talk to about work. this. As we talk about this, I do want to talk at some point about mm-hmm. who does care about your protest mm-hmm. because. The, way we, the, us, the way we got here, if you remember, in 2009, as this president took office, mm-hmm. they started protesting. They started getting their Tea Party activism together. Yeah. They started showing up at town hall meetings yeah. with their congressmen. They yep. started coming here. They were coming here 
and having large-scale protests on the National Mall. I do remember that. Months, the Tea Party protests. They sure did. Within months of the 2009 inauguration. Yeah. Yep. And they knew, they knew they was after, that was their... Their building. Their they were starting to build that coalition. Exactly. So of, there is a value. Of, you're right. So there is a value. And yo, we're going to talk about all of that on the second half of Black Broadway Podcast, y'all. Stay tuned. Stay turned. And we'll be right back. Yeah, you have had nothing to say about any of this all day. Why do you not care about what's happening to our country? What did you say to me? Hmm? You don't think I care about this country? I love this country, even though at times it doesn't love me back. For my whole life, my parents, my grandparents, me, for most black people, this system has never worked for us. But we still play ball, tried to do our best to live by the rules, even though we knew they would never work out in our favor. Had to live in neighborhoods that you wouldn't drive through. Send our kids to schools with books so beat up you couldn't read them. Work jobs that you wouldn't even consider in your nightmares. And blood at the roots. Black people wake up every day believing that our lives are going to change even though everything around us says it's not. Truth be told, you ask most black people and they tell you that no matter who won this election, they didn't expect the hood to get better. But they still voted because that's what you're supposed to do. You think I'm not sad that Hillary didn't win? That I'm not terrified about what Trump's about to do? I'm used to things not going my way. I'm sorry that you're not, and it's blowing your mind. So excuse me if I get a little offended because I didn't see all of this outrage when everything was happening to all of my people since we were stuffed on boats in chains. I love this country as much, if not more, than you do. And don't you ever forget that. Yo, man, yo. And we are back, y'all. Like, I love my, I love our little halftime conversations, yo. Sometimes I be wanting to record them, but then the show will be like 28 hours long. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, I can't do that, yo. But trust me, it was just lit in here, and we about to get it lit back up for y'all. Because we really talking about the fact that right now on the eve of this, it's, it's Thursday, and it's, it's Wednesday, Thursday in D.C. right now, all right? The inauguration is on Friday. I promise you, the entire mood of this town is totally different than it was in the last two inaugurations, which I remember vividly, all right? I remember everything about from the second Obama was announced as the winner, and we were on 14th and U, and we were standing on top of the bus stop partying. Like, we walked all the way down from U Street to the White House. We partied. And it rained that day. And it rained that day. That was in November. It rained that day. And then both inaugurations was the coldest days in human history, damn near. But we was the fuck out there. We were out there with 12 layers on just to see a glimpse of this historical moment. Both times. This time, bruh. People this, get out of town. People, listen. I can say personally, I'm on Southwest.com right now trying to get the fuck away. I want to get away. Yes. Yes. I am. Your spirit. Look, that's a thing. I'm going to 
comprehension. So I got to, my whole plan was to leave town, but I have a surgery coming up. I got to stick it stay. You got to stay. But I'm a Lyft driver. Uh-huh. My okay. apprehension is, I don't know who I'm about to encounter this weekend. Oh, my God. You're going to turn that meter off? Yo. I really don't know. And, and not for nothing, you Uber know. is showing off in the city right now, yo. I've been hopping in Ubers. Everybody got a charger. Niggas got signs in the back seat say, you know, candies and waters, air freshener. Y'all showing off yeah. for these assholes. This is the city. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, this is this is the city. Do you think the city gonna represent? No. The people who coming in, they're gonna, they're gonna over, I feel like it's gonna be two different sides. I the just, people who coming in gonna represent on on Friday for their their candidate right, or however they right. feel, but then on Saturday there's a much larger opposition march. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people coming in town for that, too. So, to me, here's the main reason that I don't want to be here. It's because I feel like that's a very volatile mix. You know what I'm saying? Because there's people that's here to do one or two things. Either you're here to protest or you're here to gloat. You know what I'm saying? And, like, the, the, the Trump crew, this is not a civil inaugural celebration. This isn't... Yeah, so this get, isn't like around here. Yeah. So we got liquor or whatever. Yeah, this like, isn't like yay, we won. This is more like fuck you. We the, won. In the weeks in the weeks after the election in a number of towns, small cities in North Carolina, different you, states in the south. Hate crimes. You've had people uh beating up minorities, man, writing spraying racist graffiti. You, you, you've you actually had, you've actually had like parades through town. Yeah, with Klansmen. And you're bringing it here. With Klansmen, mm-hmm. with Confederate flags. Keep that shit out of my city. If, if the Washington Post posts an article talking about how DC government has given restaurants here the right to turn away white nationalists. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just the fact this that we even have to say that. Yeah, plot twist. I read that in the Washington Post. Because remember when Richard DC Spencer was at Maggiano's acting a fool. Richard Spencer, Richard Spencer is currently looking for and they office not, space. If somebody in DC. Oh, discrimination. It's nuts. Like we are actually. And I think that I think that that's the main thing that I want to really discuss. Like, I think I don't. Th- I, 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 think, I think I think I think there will be some who do and some who don't. Exactly. Even I, though a lot of fuck shit is going to the city, money is about to hit this city. That's true. There's no rusher or bunk unless it escalates to fighting. Or you're gonna turn, take it from somebody in the industry. You're in the they industry. That's what I was gonna say. Somebody away. As long as you have that money and you're gonna spend it, a bartender they might sit there and bear it. Some got smart mouths. I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm inclined to agree with you. Smart ones on there that will voice their opinion, but they'll take take your money. Maybe they'll kick you out, but take that money first. But do you think? Do you think? Let me ask you this though. Do you think that like the 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 general turn towards like the lack of civility, like people is now it's just like if you feel a certain way, it's okay to just spout it out and and to quote unquote have no filter. And I've noticed that in society, I've noticed that in society as a trend in the past few years, that people, people take pride in having no filter or in, in, yeah, he tells it how he is and stuff like that. 
That's why he won. You know, at the same time, though, we gotta we gotta really like think about it. This whole nonsense. Well, I just say not. This whole movement, like you said, over the last numbers of years about re- removing filters, mm-hmm. isn't so much about speaking non-filtered. Right. It, what it what it's been about, and what Trump won off of, is this notion that not being able to be openly racist towards people is somehow it's political. Correctness yeah, it's, it's somehow is, like is is political correctness forcing you to be. The Something way that you other don't people be. want to yeah, be. Yeah, the yeah. way other people have made it out to be. The way other people have said. The, and, and, and the insinuation is that the blackness that has taken over America in the last eight years has made being openly racist a bad thing. Uh, or, unacceptable. No, it's unacceptable. Yeah, it's been hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's hard. Why can't I say I don't like That's Mexicans so, without anybody right, getting right, right. on my back? What's wrong with me saying I don't want a black living next door to me? <laughs> right. I, mean, I don't What's mean it. What's wrong with that? Yeah, you know. Nothing so, against you. Nothing against you. Yeah. But I just don't want to live next to blacks. And the only thing stopping me, the only thing, the only thing stopping me from being able to say that out loud and plainly mm. is this political correctness that Obama and his ilk has forced right. on, has on forced us. Right, has forced on us. And we're tired of having to be the way Obama right. wants us to be. Okay. We're tired of being the way. Okay. You don't think it was a sensitive subject okay. before him? No. I think it was sensitive, no. but I know history existed before him for no. these folks. Yeah, exactly. like, and that's the thing too. If they, if history existed before, no, listen, if history, if history existed, if history existed before Obama, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have Republicans out here saying that. Before Obama, there was never any major terrorist attacks on right. this country. There was never any racism. Right. Obama stirred all this racism. Yeah. These racist. Like somebody said the other day, like Obama is the most. He's been the most divisive president ever. President ever. Just by virtue of being black, who knew? So, so, so this whole thing about this whole thing about being openly racist the first time. These people are coming here this weekend. To, to celebrate, right? To 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 publicly yeah. celebrate <laughs> the, the triumph that they can now say, say what the fuck they exactly want, exactly whatever they want to say. And so when we Yo, look at these towns where Confederate Jay. parades have taken place since yes. the election, and we look at what's coming to D.C. this weekend, my feeling is that when you talk about these two crowds, mm-hmm. people coming to protest or people so coming right. to gloat, so the right. issue here is. Is DC going to represent? Are the people who live here and who don't want to see that right? What is going to happen? But I feel like that's a very volatile situation. You know, it's an unpredicting violence. Yeah, like I'm trying to go to Miami, y'all. The people that have their opinions just want to leave. Yes. That's the sad part. Well, the people who don't want violence. Yeah, the people who have opinions and don't want violence. But let's let's talk about that for a second too, because I've heard from anti violence and so anti bullshit when it comes to this election. But for this, for this, I'm ready. I'm ready for. You know, I think that that's dangerous, and I'm gonna tell you what though. I've heard. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm here but exactly what you're saying right now let's remember you're gonna have 
probably about 300, 400,000 people that are coming here to celebrate Trump's election. Mm -hmm. They don't know the lay of the land. Right. They don't no, know no. the day on Georgia Ave. They right. don't know the day on U Street. Right. And oh, I've seen if, that. If, 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 if we remember. That's why you said polarization, because I'm going to stand for what I die for. Exactly. I'm going to smack a bitch and get smacked by eight other bitches. And, that, and I would do that. That expression, that happening. expression right there, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If we remember that back in 2009, 2010, after Obama got elected, these same people came down here and raised their Confederate flag in mm -hmm. front of the White House uh, against. Oh. The sitting president yeah, the sitting was president. living there at the mm -hmm. time. And so if anybody thinks that these people aren't going to come to town this weekend and unfurl their fool. Confederate flag yeah, or display their Civil War memorabilia or what Yo, have you, they you feel see? like they have the floor right there's now. A, there's and a I don't think it's going to be long before they find themselves doing that in parts of the city that is not that going, to fly. They're going to be met. Yeah, with, with some very angry, and that's what, very see, that's confrontational why I feel like people. Somebody needs to go to the president and be like, "If you really fuck with black people, prove it." Well, he's not because he's, he's there's no incentive well, for him. Hey, now. you know but what? The thing is, he loves a challenge. He loves to prove people wrong. He does. If that's how you fucking feel, prove it. Can I tell you how he's handling that? How's he's he? he quiet. No, the media, the Negroes, the media, the Negroes. He's got. He's actually. How's he, how's he handling These are it? real things that we need to consider as we go into Friday. The administration has given, I don't know, tacit approval, uh, official approval to the bikers. Obama administration. No, to bikers for Trump. Right, I heard okay. about that. Bikers, bikers, bikers like yeah, like bikers like Hell's Angels. No, Hell's Angel, like Hell's Angel, Harley, Sons of Anarchy. I'm they, they, they are using an organization mm -hmm. called Bikers for Trump. Mm -hmm. Bikers for Trump has mm -hmm. already announced that they're bringing 5,000 of their members to the District of Columbia That's for security. Friday, and that what they're going to do is they're going to form, quote, a wall of meat across, wow. said across, this? this is real, across, wow. across the city, across what is being called the green zone and the red zone, the Ooh. security perimeter that's set up. Who gave you this permission that, to divide my city like and, this? And that what they're going to do is that they're going to take their bikers, uh -huh. right, and block passages that protesters might use as they head downtown towards the mall. Wow. So when I that's tell you about ugly. that's gonna be ugly. That's gonna be ugly. listeners, if you got that insurance and that five hundred dollars deductible, work that work that shit. I'm telling you, listen. And this is why. And this is why I'm trying to get the ground. How do people know that? Who they can counterproduct that 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 most well most people, people don't. don't. Right. Yeah. That's the first time I heard that. Yeah, that's the first time I heard that. As we talk about as we talk about the potential the potential for confrontation and we talk about the reaction that that kind of action is going to be met with and we talk about what Trump's response to these issues are yeah. that has been his response right for friday his response for friday as a matter of fact bikers for trump it's almost like official security he's rocking with almost them almost like official security yeah. but, but, the, but even worse even worse they've been given when i say i can't tell whether it's tacit approval or official approval 
What I mean by that is that Bikers for Trump has been given a prime rally spot. Mm -hmm. Their rally spot where they are authorized to be is John Marshall Park. Wow. Right on top of Judiciary Square, directly on top of the law enforcement memorial, two blocks away from the parade route. And this is going to be the point from which they can operate. And so the potential for conflict is great. It's high. The potential for people to, all it's going to take is one yell, one right. confrontation, one fight, one rock thrown. So like and that's what I'm saying. Just like, just like, just like if income is coming in, starting this conversation, do you think not think if income is coming in? On the opposition side, yes. And there's greater, but there's bigger numbers, which is why. But think about this. Law enforcement and the Secret Service. and But like the law enforcement and the police and all that, they tend to skew to the right. So imagine if it's protesters versus bikers against Trump and the police. Well, one of the big problems, one of the big problems all along and for years has been you know, we all live here in this city. We love this city. We we, we really, uh, we work here. This mm-hmm. is our home. And the people who are taking over the federal government right now, one of the running themes among them mm-hmm. is that Washington, D.C., finger quotes, right, is a place that has to be brought down. Right? Yeah. we got to drain the yeah, swamp. Yeah, drain the swamp. Washington, D.C. is an awful, wicked, uh, Washington, D.C. is Sodom. Yeah, right. and they, they say with that their, like we don't weed, live here. Like I didn't gays. go to elementary school and junior high and high school. And here, there's not you know? the kind of realization of what you're talking about <laughs> that this is actually a city of 650, 680,000 people, people with families, with you homeless, know, with children. Yeah, 680,000 now in the district. Nah, that was that's our highest number. In and 40 a metro years, area, and a metro area of six, seven million. People. Yeah, in the metro area, there's and like so five million people. The idea that there. people mm-hmm. feel that they can come here this weekend and espouse a very uh, inflammatory, mm-hmm. uh, aggressive kind of disposition <laughs> towards people who live who live here. here. Uh, is, like is gonna be difficult. Yeah, that's like us it's coming it's to Idaho right. and being like, right. we're about, we're, we're, we're gonna smoke our weed, we're gonna have our gay sex, right. and we're, we're gonna do all that shit out here in Idaho. Like, if they, if, look, they'll flip, you know what I'm saying? If they drain in the swamp, we're gonna clear the field. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, we're gonna clear the field. Yeah, and that's the yeah, thing. Is, has somewhere. anybody heard anything about the Klan possibly doing something? Like well, this is interesting. There's yes. a couple of things that I want to touch on right quick. A, re- a, a redo of 1928? Nah, listen, this <laughs> no. is what it is. Okay. There's, they there's were suits. Yeah. <laughs> there have been protesters in um, McPherson Square, uh, closer to the White House, like the Golden Triangle, that part of town, which is like really like our D.C. downtown business district, yeah. but there have been a lot of protests around that area, and there have been, there's been everything from Klansmen to Occupy protesters to everyone con- congregating in this one small part of town. And if anybody remember Occupy when it happened here, that was a shit show, because yes. it was way too many people and just way too much congestion and way too much potential for negative activity okay, in that one space, and that's, that's what concerns me. You know what I'm saying? I Talk to so, me. So, for inauguration night or inauguration bullshit ass, whatever you want to be, are there times where, where can you, where are, 
points where we can protest. I'm glad you asked that question. Absolutely. That's that was part where, of what that was part Joe, of what I wanted to bring. Please, please to bring it up to us. Tell us where we so, can where can we protest? We if laid we out the potential protest. for confrontations, but there are lists. There are lists of active demonstrations, marches, and rallies for the 20th. Right. For the 19th as well. Right. Uh, a few of them, just to start, uh, on Thursday, January 19th at 2 p.m., there is a nonviolent protest at Franklin Square Park. Mm -hmm. That protest will be going through January That's down by McPherson Square. That mm -hmm. protest will be a live, the same way Occupy came and set up and just stayed overnight yeah. for days. For years, yeah, for This days, is yeah. exactly what the Franklin Square protest is going to be. It begins at 2 p.m. on Thursday the 19th. Okay. Also on Thursday the 19th, you know, one of our clients was in here today talking about, as a matter of fact, we have many clients in here today that are uh, ticketed guests at the Peace Ball. Yeah. Thrown by shout out to Andy Shalau once shout again. Out, shout out to Lizzie. Shout out poets. to Bus Boys and Poets. Shout out to Andy Shalau. That's one thing I'm going to go to. It's there at the African American Museum. There is the Peace Ball with Code Pink. It takes place. Solange is performing. Solange was just added. Mm -hmm. It's Thursday, January 19th at 8 p.m. That event is sold out, but I'm sure there will be a lot of people. Uh, it is going to be difficult to be in the area if you don't have a ticket because yeah. the Green Zone will be shut down at that time. Yeah. Starting Friday, Thursday night at midnight, Friday, January 20th, at the U.S. Capitol building, the Not My President protest is going mm. to be starting. My man. Uh, that's Thursday at midnight. So that's, that's Friday. Thursday at midnight. Maybe Friday morning. morning. Went into Friday. It's Thursday at midnight. This right. is going into Friday morning. Mm -hmm. uh, at 7 a.m., the yeah. Inaugurate the Resistance protest is taking place. They're gathering at Freedom Plaza. Okay. Uh, Malcolm X Park at 10 a.m. Right. The March on the Inauguration. Shout out to them forming. for calling it Malcolm X Park, too, because some Shout people call him Meridian Hill. They call him Meridian Hill. Call him Meridian Hill. Meridian Hill. We, don't, we don't acknowledge that. It's Malcolm, Malcolm X Park. X Park 10 a.m. 16th Street. That is Friday morning. Also, Friday morning at 10 a.m., the Rally for Humanity is starting at the Martin Luther King National Memorial. Nice. Again. We got to think about what the proximity and when we was talking about the wall of meat that the bikers of Trump are planning to form uh -huh. to block protesters from gaining access to the inauguration area. Uh, those locations that we just close. listed, not only are they close, but they're all on opposite sides of the city. Right. You've got people coming down from city. And they're all planning got, to converge and all on going this. to be headed downtown. Man, this you is also have starting yeah. at 8 a.m. on the west side of DuPont Circle, the D.C. Cannabis Coalition. Starting there. Oh yeah, they're handing March. out forty two hundred joints. They are handing out forty two hundred free joints. Check this out though. Check this out though. I don't think I don't think the snowball hurt you. Is that what that is? Check this out though. If you ain't if you ain't about the action of dealing with getting getting jammed up by secret service, yeah, police or capital police. I keep a car club in the truck. MPD might not come after you, but they those other those federal agencies have all the. If you ain't really think this weekend ain't got time to run up this weed smokers, no. They might depending on what you're doing while you're smoking weed. If you ain't about that action, if you ain't about that action, don't go south to K Street. Yeah, what I would say is, I told my wife, I said, listen. You can't come with me on Friday. Yeah, we might need somebody to have that bail. Exactly. Yeah. If it all, if it all hey, goes out. Hey, 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 keep your phone on. Pick up the phone, baby. <laughs> 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 
it's not lit. But yo, and I'm glad that you gave us like that that good synopsis, man. Y'all, I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. That synopsis. Those are, those are those are some of the protests that people can participate in. Now, if you feel there's safety in numbers, if you feel right, like right. you don't want to necessarily be caught up in a confrontational situation, but you do want to have your know, voice heard. You want to show some solidarity. And, and I respect wanna, that. And you do want to have your body seen on television in images throughout the world so that people can understand that there is a large, large, large mass of people who do not agree with what is yes, going on. Not from, my president. From one end of the spectrum to the other in terms of how this incoming administration has been handling itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would just want to say, you know, there are a lot of people uh, who feel like just even the conversation we're having amounts to nothing more than sour grapes. <sighs> right. Uh, and like as is, if we don't have legitimate there, concerns. There is that theory. Mm -hmm. But... At a time where we have the kinds of things going on that we have going on, there's a lot of people who feel otherwise. Right. And so those people, if they want to participate in a way where they can be effective, where they can be seen, mm -hmm. beyond that, I just wanted to say really quickly, beyond that, there is uh, another set of people who are forming right now mm -hmm. to organize the other part of it that we were talking about during the break about what do we do right it is that's not what, that was my i'm glad you segue anger it's not what, just right what do we do what do we do on a policy side so who do we need to to appeal to outside um, of right. outside of of the protest yeah absolutely yeah outside of that what are our what are our what are our means within this system and and before we even talk on that let me just say this because this is my perspective and we were talking about esquire montgomery earlier this is my perspective on it gerald and i disagree on this or we just not even disagree we just differ in the way that we approach it my opinion is that this system was never designed with us in mind, mm -hmm. nor is it mm -hmm. going to be in, in any way really able to facilitate our mm -hmm. our request of it, our demands. What we demand of this system mm -hmm. would actually lead to its destruction. Mm -hmm. So they're not ever going to give us that for real. So at the end of the day, I stand more firmly on the side of people who are like, look, I want to disengage from this system completely. And if that ultimately leads to its destruction, good. Mm -hmm. But there's another group of people, and I understand them too, because, I mean, as Americans, we do have to recognize this. We have a certain privilege. We have a certain quality of life, a certain standard of life that we deal with and that we live. And if we were to delve into martial law, mm -hmm. or if we were to turn into a totalitarian state, or mm -hmm. if there was to be like a civil war, mm -hmm. or some shit like that, mm -hmm. all of your Instagram and all of your fucking, your Gucci shoes that you like to buy and all the little fun things you like to do, that's, that's not going, that's going to be out of the water, mm -hmm. all right? So there's a lot of people, me personally, I, I won't say that I'm fully prepared because that would be a lie to see that, mm -hmm. but I would say that that would be a more desirable outcome to me because I feel like it would affect actual change. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people who still believe in the system mm -hmm. and who still have faith in politicians and mm -hmm. in the mechanisms of the American government and they want to try their hand at making change in that way. And I encourage that. Mm -hmm. I know a ton of smart-ass lawyers. I know a ton of smart-ass political science graduates. Mm -hmm. I know a ton of smart people who are involved in all layers of Policy making, nonprofit work, and all of that. And I know that they would like to make a change 
through the established channels. Mm -hmm. So my question to you, and this is a question, mm -hmm. my question to you and like the information that I like to distribute to the people on this podcast is what can you do if that's how you feel? Well, what can we do? I think one of the things we get caught up in is people always try to characterize us like we can't do more than one thing at one time. True. And we can walk and chew gum at the same time with the best of them. Mm -hmm. And so while you can on one hand protest, mm -hmm. the more effective way, as Sanaa said, after the rebellion, mm -hmm. understand that this is politics. Right. And politicians know one thing, and that is how many votes they've gotten, how many people are pressuring them to yeah. behave a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so... How can you pressure them? Well, we're going to get to that. <laughs> you so ready. Yeah, right. I want to hear that. When Akil, <laughs> when, Akil and I, when Akil and I first started having... When Akil and I first started having these discussions... True, during primary season. <laughs> the last time I was on the show mm -hmm. was the primary colors episode. Facts. And we talked about this and... I was saying to you even then mm -hmm. that we have to be a constituency. Yes. And as long as we are willing to say, I don't fuck with that shit. I don't fuck with that politics shit. I don't fuck with that voting shit. I don't fuck They're with that. They're going to continue to do what they want to us. We will never be a constituency that has to be acknowledged, mm -hmm. okay, so answered to. Right? Okay. A constituency. A constituency means a group of voters. I want you to think about it like no, this. I know what it means. Okay, right. Well, okay. To my voters, to my to, to my listeners, mm -hmm. think about it like a church congregation. Right. Right? The right. pastor listened to his congregation. He listened to the people no that doubt. show up every Sunday mm -hmm. and put money in the pot. That's who he listened to. Yep. Some people no. might like that. Some people might no. not no. like that. But those are the people who are going to elect the deacons on the deacon board. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who are going to get to say whether or not pastors should do this and Absolutely. pastors should do that or whatever. So, the, the people. Talk, so it's <laughs> participation <laughs> talks. Participation talks yeah. and money talks. Exactly. <laughs> now, with me, now, with me, like even moving into the realm of participation, here's another thing that I think is important for us to all realize. Like, this particular election, voter suppression was very, very real. Mm -hmm. And it's been real in a lot of, in many elections. But what I'm talking wait, about so doesn't even require you to vote. Wait, real quick, mm -hmm. something voter suppression, my aunt lives in Illinois. Mm -hmm. They had basically, like, um... Literacy test. In 2017, they had a literacy test? Yes. That's no, incredible. It was so petty how they were telling people they cannot vote. That's crazy. In Illinois. Yeah, they, in Michigan, they told my man he couldn't vote because he came with his passport. So now, this has been... That's more official than your drivers. They can't vote. They're trying to tell people they can't vote. I thought I was petty. These have been the consequences... These have been the consequences of the Supreme Court ruling against the voting exactly. rights act, you know. But as far as what we can do, so after mm -hmm. the rebellion, after you've gotten out and marched, mm -hmm. what we need to do that doesn't require voting, it doesn't even require an ID, is we need to pick up your phone. Mm -hmm. You need to call the office of your congressional member. No doubt. If you want to know how to do Unless that, you live in D.C. because we don't really care. If you want to know how to do <laughs> you that, know what, I would, true. what I would direct you to is there's a website called the Indivisible Guide Dot com. Okay. Indivisibleguide.com. Nice. And there, this is being put together by a group of people who are starting to organize what the reaction to the Trump presidency is going to be. And in that website, on that website, you'll find a guide that tells you 
how to call your congressman. And there's a script here. I'm there's reading a script. this. There's, wow. a, there's a sample call dialogue. Anybody who ever worked in a call center, it's just like your call center. It's like your call center dialogue. You log into that phone. Don't have your phone in aux. I swear. I remember. I see okay. this. Don't have your phone in aux. Okay. Make sure you in the queue to take that next call no and make it to your congressman. Is it indivisibleguide.com? Indivisibleguide.com. Dot com. Nice. And what it will explain to you is what you can do and how you can do this effectively. Don't waste your time calling a congressman that is not your own. Mm. A congressman that is not your own doesn't give a rat's ass right. what you think because you're not in his district. You're not a potential voter. Absolutely. You're not a constituent. Hey, when I worked on the Hill, that was one of the first questions I was trained to ask. Are do you, you in live in my district? Do you live in the district? Exactly. That was one of the first questions That's I was trained to ask. That's the first thing you're going to ask. Should I give a flat out what's coming out of your mouth? That's, That's a nice way. That's what people yep. have to realize also when they, when they vote. You're not just voting for the president. You're voting for the Exactly. You're voting for your uh, Your congressman, your, congressman, your sheriff, your school board. You. All of these things matter. That's what makes and that's how I that's feel how where we should start them. making changes. And that is what That is what makes us That is what would make us that. a constituency right. that people have to listen to if we did that. Exactly. And so there's protesting. Mm -hmm. There is the small amount of time and effort necessary to call your representative and make your voice on a particular issue known. Mm -hmm. And then there is actually Voting mm -hmm. now because of the turning out of the Voting Rights Act, that's become more difficult in places. Yeah, and we're gonna have to adapt to that. Yeah, but those three things combined. But you feel like voting still matters, right? It feels it still matters. You know, I not, not the president, not the presidency. But well, the presidency, like that, these are the the huge election. I feel like the macro. A lot of people spend way too much time focusing on the macro. You gotta focus on the micro. You gotta focus on the micro. On a deeper level, focusing on the, the micro, attend those local. Yes, get a part. Be, become a part of your ANC board. Become a part of your school board. Become a part of your. Geronimo, it's funny you mentioned that because right here in this indivisible guide that I'm referring folks to. Mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. there are a number of steps in this guide beyond just phone calls. Words. It's about attending your okay. congressperson's so town meeting. So now we realize that Trump is in office. Mm -hmm. We can't do nothing about it. So how do we now move forward with him in office? We can do the micro. But we do well, we just talk about local we have to move. Yeah. Not be so much We have to move years. forward on all fronts. Yeah, we got to move forward. We got two years for the micro. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. We got we an election cycle. We, we have an election in 2018. Yes. And this is what happened to Obama. Remember, this activism, this activism, right. This activism that they started in 2009 as soon as he took office exactly resulted in a 2010 midterm election. Niggas was still out here celebrating the Obama shit. Yo, we won. Yeah, you talk about your Lambo blue. Meanwhile, they taking away your voting rights. Meanwhile, Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. They came in like we're gonna mash up the bitch. Yo, they came in and they so, were thorough about it, so, right? So, so that with that being, be more aware of microelections. Yes. And this next coming, especially the next two years. There the is, two years, yes. there is a powerful example in how they have accomplished what they've. It is that, and that's the biggest thing that I think we should all take away from this. It shows that it shows that you can do it because. 
Look, not for nothing. If you voted for Trump, I'm just going to go out and say it. You're not smarter than me. All right? You know what I'm saying? And for real, for real, the people who voted for Trump across this country really are operating from a base of emotion rather than intelligence. And if we're operating from a place of intelligence like we say we are, if we're operating from a place of progress like we say we are, then we can organize and we can really do this. But it takes a concerted effort. You can't just bullshit. You can't just get out here and raise a sign or throw your fist up. Yeah. Because we live in this because we live in this system. We function in this system. No, no, you finish. Go ahead. No, I mean I'm repeating what Timmy said earlier. Like you can't say the politics. I was gonna say this. Since we're in Washington, DC and we're coming up on another election for the city. Right. Yes. That's gonna happen soon. Be mindful and watch who runs for mayor. Mm-hmm. Because whoever wins will more than likely be the person who is going to be representative of the ever-growing elite class. Yeah. But it's not just mayors. In this council. city. Well, in this town. Well, right, right. right. Other, yeah. What other, what we just did, we just, we you just know, did a council vote. We just okay. did a council so vote. So okay. DC, okay. DC politics is interesting. In, in terms of who that person is going to be, the, the people are already shaping up as to who's going to get in. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And they're... Can we do, not just DC, can we do like Maryland too? Maryland too, well, though. Maryland, that's Maryland state. politics. Maryland that's politics. That's a state. Well, but, but, Maryland politics. But it affects DC in such a different way. But DC is like, a, DC is not even really a state. It's a... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a federal territory. territory. But you think thinking about gubernatorial... Yeah. Just like how Maryland, just like I'm in Virginia, we have our barriers. Right. DC, it's it's real. Like we have it, we see the outer effects of it, but with DC, it's really much in there. I tell you, DC More is an, is an experiment ground too. Like a lot of the policies that they're looking to take national, they start, they try them out here because there is no government nerve. There is no senator or state senator to say, "Hey, you can't do that to my people." Well, has anyone you know noticed how quiet Mayor Bowser has been? Right. Through the whole thing. In, in recent weeks. Oh, Muriel has and nothing to say. Let's just... The the difference so between... So is she trying to solidify the swamp, though? No. Muriel Bowser. Is that, is that fear? No. She's probably running. Or is it both? No. What you think it is? It's, it's, it's deeper she than that. The problem, the problem for the District of Columbia and the reason why it differs from Maryland politics and Virginia politics is because... The, the small amount of autonomy that the District of Columbia has over its own affairs... An extremely small amount. ...is only given to it by legislative fiat. Yeah. And when you talked about Maryland politics and, and Virginia politics, any Congress member from Maryland or Virginia or any other state for that matter mm-hmm. could simply introduce a bill tomorrow mm-hmm. to do away with those autonomous... Uh, government institutions that DC that had, has that created over the last dude from, 35 from years. Idaho. Who's in charge of the financial control board? Uh, Chuck Grassley. He's exactly. from Iowa. So he's from Iowa. He's telling people in DC what to do with Bowser's. When we talk about Bowser's silence, in fairness to her, as we think together about what could potentially be coming for the district, not just the cultural change and the mood shift on the street. Mm-hmm. But we need to understand as residents here, as homeowners, as residents, as employees here, they have the authority to simply do away with DC City Council, yeah. implement a financial control board over the city again. Yes, again. again. 
And we have Again. a president now and we have who a supports that. Now. So you think it's fear? I think it's totally unfair. I, I think it, you said it's deeper, so you think it's fear. What I, what I think it is, is I think it's realization. Mm. I think it's realization that for her right now, the federal government gives D.C. 25% of its annual budget. Mm. Last year, that was $680 million. She has no way to replace that $680 million. If the Trump administration truly goes forward on what it's already publicly proposed, which is to withhold all federal funding from any city that considers itself a sanctuary city. Yes. This is what they're... This all is my El, all my El Salvadorian, so my Guatemalan homies, that and we stand with y'all. But this because, is what they're hurt proposing. Ultimately. And so, if that were to actually come to pass, if they were to say this six hundred eighty million dollars that we give to the District of Columbia every year, that's just too goddamn much money for us not to have control over. Right. And decided to take that control back to themselves and decide the district's finances among mm-hmm. themselves. They have the authority to do that, and mm-hmm. she's well damn aware of it. Mm-hmm. So Even she though, can't afford to be out here right now throwing rocks. Nope. Even though DC yeah. government, she herself came to Congress with, like, look, we we raised thirteen billion dollars of our own money just through revenue from businesses and things and that of that nature in the city. Mm-hmm. The District of Columbia does not legally have the authority to do so. Without the permission of, of the, the government. federal government, yeah, we 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 run by them and let they can take the whole thirteen and billion. Look, and look, check this out: all of y'all who live in other states and other places and other jurisdictions, just realize this could happen to you too. In this new administration and this expansion of federal power, which is so funny, how. The Republican Party's whole platform is we don't want to expand the federal government, government. smaller government, but they're actually totally okay with giving the federal government or the head of the federal government, who is the president of the United States, Mm -hmm. more power Mm -hmm. and more authority to do anything. Right, exactly. That's how you turn someone into a dictator. That's how you turn someone into a fascist. Yo, he's already in a position where. That's why I say he's not as dumb as everyone fucking thinks. That's what drives me insane. No doubt, we've we've already crossed into a segment where the president. There's no way for us to stop the current president from profiting off the presidency, which is almost unprecedented. Well, there's a way. Yeah, there There is a way. Talk to me. That's what I want to talk about. What's the way? What's the way? Okay. What's the way? My wife said to me the other night. She said, "Damn, baby." Is nothing illegal anymore? <laughs> no, right? It's not. It's it's nothing like kill him. It's nothing except like being black. Except for being illegal, black like, and making money. Shit that we That's know. That's illegal. Shit that we know <laughs> is patently illegal. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. to be getting gotten away with, right? Yeah, now. yeah. absolutely. But that only works for a very short amount of time. You're right. Even politically, that is not a long term strategy. And that's the that's the biggest thing I want all y'all to know. Like this shit, everything is cyclical, and everything has its time to shine. Alright? So right now yeah, because it's it's making it profitable. Yeah, they get money. They get money. Yeah, they get money. We just had not. Trump yelling at the CNN reporter the other day, right? Right. But we but but at the, the same news. but at the same time at the same time when I turned on CNN two nights later they were doing an hour long special 
On, on his daughter. On Ivanka. Exactly. American, American daughter, right? That's this is the This is the very same network. I know that. Right. So be the one who's gonna fuck shit up. Cause that was the one who had that all the color illegitimate kids. Who she was the one who was pushing oh, like shit. the uh Oh shit, Ivanka oh, got babies out there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 who Ivanka <laughs> baby daddy? I wanna know. <laughs> I know she, she was the one who pushed the, um, um uh what do you call it? The um uh, maternity Yeah, the maternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another scam. Yeah, another scam. No, he has not. He doesn't have any soft spots, as I'm saying. Right now. You know what? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you how you know. I'm gonna tell you how you know that was some fake ass shit. We got five minutes. That shit was some fake ass shit. Okay. Because we got to talk about that. So look, you know what her other face was? She trying to make maternity leave long term. When you seen that bitch? When you see? When you see her ass on Jet Blue? At eight o'clock in the morning with no makeup on, that's a whole flying lot. from New York to San Francisco, yeah, that's, 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 that's how you knew it. That's how you should have knew it was all fake. Girl, it was a mess. Yo. You ain't seen when the dude screamed on her on the airplane? I heard he about was it. like, I thought this bitch ain't on my plane. That was a mess. because I love it when we have these episodes where everybody talk. Before we get out of here, the last thing I want to touch on for real is these nominees and this yes. confirmation process yes. Yes. and these confirmation hearings. Can I tell you something about these people? Nominees? These people, yeah. I want to give my give us some background real quick. The people that are being interviewed and being having these hearings are extremely important people. Yes. Some would even argue more important than the president himself. The yes. Secretary of State, that's a huge deal. Yes. The Director of Health and Human Services, yes. huge deal. Yes. The most disrespectful thing I can think of in politics in the last 10 years is just thinking of putting a guy in charge of Housing and Human Services, or HUD, Housing and Urban Development, just because he's fucking black. Dude, you're naming like a dirty dozen or, right or now. Put, or put dirty. somebody in charge of education just because they have stake in, in schools. In, 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 in a student loan debt collection company. This is this is what we're dealing with right now. Oh, she knows. So so the fact of the matter is, is that the people that are even being presented to us as our our options and the, and we're trusting our representatives who we've democratically elected to thoroughly vet and confirm or deny mm -hmm. their nominations, mm -hmm. like, what is it that we can do? How nothing. can we put, nothing, nothing. huh? Nothing. Can we even, are, as citizens, can we even suggest nominees to the nothing. president? Nothing, here's nothing. The, here's the deal. Okay, Crazy. so nominees, you got a dirty dozen. Bessie Davos, the Secretary of Education Chair. Her brother's you in know, charge of Blackwater. You know her brother is the founder of Blackwater. Blackwater, yeah, absolutely. He's uh, a whole savage. Blackwater? Uh, a real Blackwater's savage. a private, a, a, <laughs> Blackwater is a private security contractor. You think about Blackboard? Blackwater. Let me tell y'all. Listen, Blackwater. Let me tell you, Sina. Blackwater is a is a, a privately owned, privately operated 
security security contractor, contractor and <laughs> what they do is basically secure high risk civilians or government officials but it's mainly civilians blackwater was they su secure civilians in iraq and afghanistan and in war zones Black blackwater actually when we went into iraq and found out that we didn't have enough troops to actually secure the country Blackwater contractors, what were used as our own civilian security forces. So listen, forces long story short, right. they mercenaries. Yes, they're mercenaries. Period. Absolutely. They shoot, they kill people and she's for his money. Sister. Don't, yes. don't, we're not trying to be lying. No, that's what mercenaries <laughs> do. We that if you yeah, ever right. ask somebody what's a mercenary, what do you do? You hire me to kill somebody. No, seriously. We fake news, we give it facts. This is facts. You've got, you've, got you've got another nominee, Charles Puster. Uh -huh. He was the CEO of Hardy's Hamburgers. And, uh, and Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr.'s Hamburgers. And he believes that he robots should take minimum wage jobs because he doesn't believe in raising the minimum wage. Interestingly enough, yeah, he is totally against raising the minimum wage, as they all are. Mm -hmm. he, uh, we also have a gentleman, uh, Wilbur Ross. He's projected to be the Secretary of Commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a... Coal mine owner, billionaire. He, you remember back the Slago mine up in West Virginia where the people, where the people got the trapped? And yeah. all that? He owned that mine. Holy shit. He was yeah. the owner of that mine. A whole rogues gallery. Rumor Ross also today in today's news, uh, just in the past few weeks since he was nominated, fired his undocumented immigrant housekeeper. <laughs> These people are horrible. Just in the last couple of weeks. These people are Fire horrible. Fire his undocumented so immigrant we, how housekeeper. Do we, so if these people but we can do, be, The reason why we can do nothing about these people is because it's a simple matter of votes. Republicans have 52 votes. Mm -hmm. Democrats have 48. Mm -hmm. There is no real legitimate way of stopping any of these nominees unless some Republicans decide to vote against these nominees. Mm. So the chances of that happening are probably slim to none. Mm. There's not a lot we can do about the cabinet. Rex Tillerson, Exxon Mobil, they're, they're uh, about Ross, to be in charge. He's probably about to be confirmed for Secretary of State. Wow. Ben Carson at Housing and Urban Development. Wow. He's probably going to be confirmed as HUD. And even though these hearings, you're seeing Democrats ask questions that would point out that these people are blatantly unqualified. Yeah. Just by any objective measure, not as a progressive or liberal or democrat but just like as a regular person who's applying for a job who's applying for a job <laughs> going to like you don't deserve this job who's going to undertake that. we've got rick perry being put forward right as the secretary, secretary of energy, energy a department that he wants promised yeah. to close the department the, the the nominee for the department of interior doesn't believe in climate change these oh, are said, sometimes people are put in certain positions and i believe this with corporate american businesses as well mm -hmm. because they're not gonna. They're not gonna rattle. Yeah, they're not gonna rock the boat. Absolutely, they're gonna go they're with what's being boat, said. And they're also not gonna be able to. The person above them doesn't think, oh, you won't be able to take my job. Right. You know what I mean, that's all what it's well, about. Well, that's not. But you that's. Won't be able to make me I think that's the opposite of what we need. I think that we we but we need to empower. So says job, you. Yeah. So says that. So says you. If you were comfortable with your million whatever on top of that job, all your perks, would you want somebody right below you that could potentially? Take your job. Well, you know, even if you know they're probably better at it, I'll, smarter, better thinking. Hell no. I'll tell you, you their. I'll tell you their theory. We might all look out of this and see craziness and, and just doom and gloom. But I'll tell you their theory. Their theory is that they're very happy about a president who doesn't have an interest in any of this. Right? Of course, because yeah. they, they, they can do what they want. They can do what they want. Their idea, like, the hey, reason, Chris, can you pass this? The reason why, not yep. bothering me, 
bro. The He's reason why sign. bankers are celebrating right now, the yeah. reason why the banker community, the, the bankers, if you will, are celebrating right now is because the way they see it is that Trump won't be interested in any of this. And the, we can run the cabinet shot. secretaries, cute, we'll the cabinet secretaries will actually run the government. Mm-hmm. We'll have our Goldman Sachs people at Commerce. We'll have our Goldman Sachs people at State. We'll have mm-hmm. our Goldman Sachs people at so on and so forth, Labor, what have you. Mm-hmm. And we'll just be able to totally, as bankers, as financial investors, we'll be able to literally dominate the control of the government because we'll have a president who is not. As interested in running these things as, as tasks. And so, yeah, it's saying, right, exactly. And that's not what a president Well, he's running Trump Enterprises, and that's really what it is. He's getting money. And he's and he's going to continue to get money. more time putting that Trump hotel downtown. Right. Well, and that's the thing that, and that's an interesting thing. I think that in these, as these episodes of Black Broadway keep rolling, like, Hopefully, we're going to have an impeachment episode one day. Oh, we'll probably. Well, well, hopefully. I'll put, I'll put it in the air now. Nice. Sinai's putting it in the air now. <laughs> <laughs> put it in the air. We should we'll take that. Tell them what it's Yes. We're about Hope, to go to the second time. Hopefully, we'll have an impeachment episode. But I tell you, it's it's truly frightening the people that are behind him. Yes. The, those people are even more scary. So, at the end of the day, I just feel like whatever resistance that we can mount, Yes. First of all, what tell me the website one more time. Indivisibleguide.com. Indivisibleguide.com. There are several resources. Call your congressman. Call your congressman. Several resources on Protest the internet. The There's several resources in independent Both. media. I like Black Broadway to be one of those voices. So several voices in independent media, several voices online that are giving you guidance to tell you how to resist this thing because we're going to have to put up resistance. And if we all believe in the political process of America like we claim we do, then we have an election cycle that's coming up in less than two years, and we all have to do our due diligence. We have a duty. We have a duty to get out here and educate all of the people that are within voting age, make sure that they can get out, make sure that we can mobilize them, get them out there to vote. Yeah, we need all of those people. We need those people. We need to mobilize those people. We need to activate those people. That is the goal right now. Those people are going to be out. We got to activate us. Network, uh, other organizations. There's many organizations that are forming protests. The point is get active. Get out. Get busy. Get get active. active, Do those things that you you can do where you are. Because in 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 a in a season of like I was telling somebody this the other day, like it's if you're in the middle of a stream and the stream is going one way and you're trying to just strictly hold your position, that takes almost as much moved. energy yeah. as fighting upstream. Yeah, so don't be still, don't be stationary, don't be don't be static, don't be drown. active. Yeah, don't drown out here, y'all. Be active. Take personal responsibility. Take care of yourself. Enlarge yourself. Enlarge your family. Enlarge your community. And then we can start worrying about presidential politics and congressional politics. Yes, yes. Run it back one more time for the listeners. All those anti-Trump events. And hopefully y'all listen to this during inaugural weekend. And if you don't listen to this during inaugural weekend, when you listen to it, just get online, get on the phone, get in your, get on your letter, get it, get your stationery out. Go to indivisibleguide.com. Go to indivisibleguide.com. 
and resist, y'all. Yeah, Thursday, yeah. starting Thursday, January 19th, again at 2 p.m., Franklin Square Park. That nonviolent protest will be running through Sunday, January 22nd. Also on Thursday night, there's the Pink Ball, Peace Ball with Code Pink. Mm -hmm. there is, that is at the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Friday, January 20th, starting at 12 a.m. That is Thursday night at midnight, going into Friday, January 20th. At the U.S. Capitol building, there is the hashtag NotMyPresident rally. Mm -hmm. uh, the hashtag Inaugurate the, exist, inaugurate the, the Resistance, resistance. Uh, march and rally starts at 7 a.m. on Friday at Freedom Plaza. Nice. The march on the inauguration at Malcolm X Park starts at 10 a.m. That's Meridian Hill Park for some of those for, of for, you. For y'all that's new here, uh, you know what I'm saying? The Rally for Humanity starts at 10 a.m. on Friday at the Martin Luther King Memorial. Nice. There are further protests and marches. No doubt. Course, not, let's not forget about march, the Women's March The Women's on March Saturday. starts on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'm sure at 7, 8 a.m. Yep. That will be taking place downtown. And shout out to all the people that's in town for that. At yo, 10 a.m. on Saturday, there is also the petition to end the politics of division at the World War II Memorial. I don't want to forget to mention them. No doubt. There are a host of groups that are taking part in peaceful public demonstrations this weekend as a first step. As a right. first step, not as the final step, but as right, a first step. Right, but as a first step, remember that, y'all. This is We're just getting serve. started with the resistance. Yeah. We're just getting started. Even though, like I said, we off that. Because I'm not going to spend my whole fucking show talking about Donald and Trump. And you know what? You know, you know what, what I'm saying? I would, I would say, too, uh -huh. that I'm just giving the rundown of the events that are taking place in D.C. Right. On Friday, January 20th. There's events in every However, state. However, wherever you are, my wherever people, you up, are, my people we up got, in Honeyway we Falls. We got Missouri, Michigan, Louisiana, Pennsylvania, California, here, every state New York, Arizona. Everybody's out. On Friday, January 20th, there are Trump inauguration protests in Phoenix, in Los Angeles, Angeles in Palo Alto, Alto in Sacramento, in San everywhere. Diego, San Francisco, in Denver on the 20th. There's the Make a Change Millennial Festival at 1.30 p.m. In Miami on Friday. In Miami on and I might Friday. be in Miami on there Friday. Shout out to MIA. Bayfront Park <laughs> Amphitheater, Miami, Orlando, Athens, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. All of these cities. Your city, wherever you're hearing our voice, is probably having some sort of event exactly. on Friday. Exactly. Yo, y'all, remember, use your voice. Resist, rebel, all of that. However you feel the need to do it. Let these people know in no unequivocal terms that you're not down with this shit and that you're not going to support this, y'all. And, and that, call your congressman. And call your congressman, yo. Let me real. tell you, when your congressman switchboard light up and he can't get phone calls from people he wants to take phone calls from because his switchboard has been that flooded all yeah, day. That means something. That means you're doing something. your job. Those are the exactly. only issues that members of Congress pay Attention. Because they care about being reelected more exactly. than anything. So use your power as just a citizen of the United States, y'all. And remember, as always, if you're not at the table, you're on the plate. Another episode of Black Broadway. Thank you to all my guests, y'all. Yo, thank you, Sanaa. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Geronimo. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening, y'all. And like I said, I'm going to say it one more time because it's super important. If you're not at the table, you're on the plate. Peace.